Well, exciting news. Mark Riddle, a.k.a. Marty Lush, has a brand new album out called Lahaina Sunset, and it is absolutely spectacular. Island time in Hawaii, I tell you what is uh, the theme of this, that's for sure. Hi, Mark. Congratulations on the new album. This is spectacular. The authenticity is incredible, and I think that uh, it could really only be brought together by someone with such a deep knowledge and love of the music like you do. So congratulations. Thank you, and aloha, Coop. It's good to be back here. It's been a long time. Um, I am a listener, so I'm very excited to be on the show. What is it about old Lahaina that really put you on island time when you went there? You know, it was actually my first time to the island of Maui. Uh, actually, my only, my second time to Hawaii itself. First time was to Oahu. It was very different from Oahu, um, from Honolulu and Waikiki, which is much more urban. Still, still exotic, still Hawaii. Um, and I loved it. Uh, but it was very different. And we stayed, uh, my wife and I, it was just my wife and I, we didn't bring the kids this time. Yeah, I know. And we felt guilty about it, but, <laughs> but we did. Um, we managed to just by chance, we got a great deal on a, on a older hotel, a little smaller hotel that was in the old part of Lahaina, literally one block from the center of old Lahaina. Um, and just a mile down the road was the big resort, you know, towering resort metropolis center of Lahaina um, and those places are absolutely gorgeous I'm not knocking them one bit but one of the plus sides of being in the older hotel was that we were closer to the locals so to speak and we really got the vibe um, you know we would get up in the morning walk to go get our coffee and it was literally you know literally just go out our hotel and right past this little uh, grade school which took us like five steps and then we were in the center of town at the oldest largest banyan tree um in which in front of what used to be the courthouse and with little chickens running around and the, the shops and the buildings there on that main street which is front street um were all you know, they were all over a hundred years old and there were plaques every once in a while that would talk about old line. And one of the ones that really struck me, and I actually took a photo of it was, um, the fact that Lahaina started as a Japanese fishing village and that it was once called the Venice of the Pacific because all of the Japanese fishermen, they farmed fish there as well as going out to fish them. So there were canals and ponds everywhere so people got around by uh canoe through the through the canals and there were of course bridges and whatnot so there was that aspect um it's it's it just had this feel that you weren't that far removed from the origins of old lahaina Uh, but at the same time it had such a relaxed feel to it. It really had the island time. I mean, we've all heard of island time, but that was the first time in my life that I truly felt it. You know, we had an itinerary, all these things we wanted to do, the places we wanted to eat, the things we wanted to see. And it was on the second day that we just kind of collectively decided, you know what, we'll get to it when we get to it. We're going to relax. You know, we're going to sit with our toes in the sand for a while. And that was liberating. I had not felt that before. You know, I come from Los Angeles, big city, and you go, 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 and you're scratching 
for to get ahead and all that stuff. And it, that was not part of the equation. Of course, we're on vacation. We weren't living there. might be different if we lived there, but it was so liberating. It just um, really got to me. It feels like such an authentic album. What strikes me is that almost like the island and nature basically have provided the soundtrack. All you needed to do was piece the uh, music together. And I'm wondering about the whole process of this. Were you making notes about the places you went along on your trip, referring to photos later on? Or is this all basically done with memory? I'm curious because when I listen to the album, it feels like I'm there. Well, thank you. That that That's a huge compliment because that's what I really wanted from that. Um, no, I didn't actually go with the intention of doing reconnaissance, so to speak. Um, I wish I was that organized. <laughs> I'm not that organized. Um, I didn't have the idea of writing music about it. I didn't have the idea, certainly, of not doing an album about it. It was, um, we just went and I just soaked it up and I was so uh, just I I don't know if moved I was just affected by the vibe uh, that it just really got to me so when I came home it was almost immediately that I sat down and, and wrote Lahaina Sunset uh, the, the first track and at that point I still didn't have the idea of doing an album but I, I wanted to write something that really got the sense that I that I was feeling because I got home back to my home in uh, you know the rat race of Los Angeles and um, y you know back to the routine but I was still on this high I still had the relaxation effect uh, and, and it did inspire me uh, in fact my friend Andy Nazal the, the Tiki Joe's ocean guy he called me not more than a few days after we got back and said he asked me point blank so did it inspire you to write? And I thought that was really funny. I said, you know, it's funny you say that because I'm right now working on a track that inspired me uh, uh, from, the, from the trip. And that was Lahaina Sunset. And the interesting thing is it came very quickly. Um, I sometimes languish over writing. Like, should I go here? Should I go there? And I'm one of those people that can actually get paralysis by analysis you know I, I i second guess myself this one just flowed in fact all of the tunes did I, when i finished that song and i listened to it um i just i loved it and i thought you know what i need to do a complete album i just i think i can i think i've got more of this in me and i did now, I understand that your kids are now Exotica fans. This was a bit of an impetus for the album. Seems like you have trained them well, my friend. Yes, you know, funny thing. Uh, this is, you know, several months before we went on the trip. Uh, we bought the kids, each of them, their own little smart speakers. It was a kid's Echo Dot, which plays off of Amazon. And, um, you know, they're always telling it to play this and to play that. But one of the things I discovered was that they were telling it at night, both of them separately in their own rooms. They would they would say, "Hey, you know, hey Alexa, play Arthur Lyman's Hawaiian Sunset Volume 2. And you know they they hear Exotica for me. Whoops, there there's my Alexa going off. Alexa, stop. 
So sorry about that for people who are playing this out loud. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, there's something always listening to us now. But um, no, I mean, my kids listen to a lot of the stuff that I play, including Exotica. So it's, you know, they grew up with it. So, um, you know, I, it, but it was surprising that they were listening to that at night when they would go to bed. That was uh, very nice. And so even before the trip, I'd had in the back of my head, wow, wouldn't it be nice to do, uh, to write some songs that they can go to sleep with? It's that kind of style that's, but it's mine. It's, it's ours, you know? So there was always that in the back of my head, but I hadn't really planned it any further out. Uh, but the Maui trip and everything, it all just kind of came together. It was like a, a perfect storm, actually. So can you tell me a little bit uh, more about the, the writing process for the album? So some of the tracks on here, um, in fact, most of the tracks, I actually sat down and composed after um, Lahaina Sunset and um, I did them with the idea, I'm going to make this record. Um, and it was very easy for me. Uh, these songs, all of them literally just flowed. I was amazed I was able to get back into that state of mind when I wrote Lahaina Sunset. And all of these things came, they just came out. So they were there subliminally. They were there unconsciously, obviously, and they just exploded out. The only, the only track that isn't um, written by me and wasn't uh, particularly part of the trip was um, Path of the Wind, which is from a movie called My Neighbor Totoro. It's an animation movie. And my my family are the ones that really turned me on to that movie. And there was a retrospective here. They were playing it in the theaters for one day, and we went to see it. And I really enjoyed it, and I loved the music. And before the trip, I had been working on an arrangement of that song. I thought, wow, wouldn't it be cool to just do, like, an Exotica arrangement of that song? So I kind of had it half done. So that one, when I was doing the record, I thought, you know what, I'm going to include that because it just fit with the vibe of the record. And it's actually, even though I wrote the other ones, that's one of my favorites. It's just such a beautiful song. Um, and and the, <laughs> the other one, too, um, even though it was written with the inspiration from my trip, the title... Um, actually uh, was Evening at Hong Kong Gardens and the title came from <laughs> the title came from I from my love of old television and one of the shows I, I love to watch is Honeymooners and if anybody has watched the Honeymooners a lot they know that uh, whenever they would go out to dinner they would always go to the Hong Kong Gardens so the impetus for that too in, in addition to the vibe from the island was also the idea of, you know, what would it be like to go to the Hong Kong Gardens? And I imagined a fountain. So on the the LP version and, and the version with the sound effects, you'll hear a water fountain in the background. So I imagine it would have a water fountain and it would just be this beautiful experience of an exotic, you know, an exotic restaurant serving Chinese food and there it was. So that was that was the impetus for the title of that, and the reason I put the uh, the the uh, what do you call it, the fountain in there. 
The other one, too, again, the music was inspired by my trip, which was Tune for Crab Rangoon. <laughs> but the title was um, fun. And there's a Martin Denny track called Tune for Rangoon. And ever since I can remember knowing about that track, I'd always just joked about it, Tune for Crab Rangoon, because everybody knows that Crab Rangoon is like a tiki restaurant thing. And uh, so that's always been in the back of my head, and I can never do anything completely serious. So I kind of added that in just for fun, for like a little joke, you know, Tune for Crab Rangoon. <laughs> Although we did have Crab Rangoon when we were there uh, in Lahaina. So there, there you go. Those are two little comedic forays, but the music is serious. So there you go. Let's touch on the cover art for the album. I just love this. It's like a beautiful sunset. Everybody seems to really love the photo on the cover. And um, I was asked, where'd you get that? You know, what what is that cover? That is actually literally a Lahaina sunset. And that, again, was taken on the trip. Uh, it was our last night. We were just uh, devastated that we had to leave. And uh, we were sitting in the chaise lounge chairs on the beach outside the hotel. And uh, right at sunset. And I'm just laying there. I'm clicking away. And I just happened to look up just at the right time and just went click. And that was the photo. So that was our last night there. So that literally is my photo of a Lahaina sunset. And so it, you know, again, it kind of completes the whole travel log thing. And, and some of the video, uh, the video making of, there's a clip that I took of our, of our balcony looking over out at the, the, uh, Island of Lanai. And, um, so it really had a lot to do with that. Another really interesting fact, and I probably talked too much, but here's another really interesting fact was at the very beginning of the record for Lahaina Sunset, the, the one with the ambience, the sound effects and the waves, um, you hear kind of a distant, uh, drumming and singing that is actually recording. I took from our balcony at night of a luau that was down the beach. Every night there was a luau and it attracted a lot of people. And I would sit out on the balcony in the beautiful uh, night air and just listen to this echoing up the beach. It was beautiful and it was faint, but it was just enough. And so that is actually a recording of the luau at Lahaina from our uh, hotel room from the balcony. So that's... Uh, that that was neat. So it really, this album really is my trip, so to speak. Now, how do we get this album? Because your distribution is probably a little bit different than what we normally expect with iTunes and all that sort of stuff. You're, you're doing it a little bit differently, aren't you? Yes. Um, I'm actually doing it all. It's all through me and my website, at least for the time being. Um, I may actually do streaming on, you know, the services like iTunes and, and Spotify and that sort of thing. But for now, um, I'm just doing the hard copies through me, which is a little, uh, little different. And the, also the other thing that's different is I'm not doing CDs. I'm doing, um, I'm doing LPs of course, but I'm doing those on 180 gram, um, you know, extra thick, vinyl kind of a, an audiophile pressing version because I want it I want it to be something special um, but instead of CDs I opted to do 
flash drives uh, or thumb drives as some people call them um, I you know I, I toyed with the idea of doing the CD but then I had all of these things that I thought wouldn't it be great if I could include this and include that and include this other thing too and it was a lot of stuff that would not fit on a CD of course um, also there's two bonus tracks that didn't fit on the LP so there and, and they were actually demos that I did and I thought well I'm not gonna add those to the album and then later on I, I went back and listened to them and thought you know what they're actually I like them enough to put them out so I decided well I'll put them on the CD but I wound up not doing CDs because the flash drive what I did was I, I did a little two-part making of like the whole idea behind each track as well as the whole idea behind the album and then I made two um, two music videos for two of the songs on the album all of which are in you know high def 1080p stereo uh, and then I included um, three different versions of the record so uh, you actually get the LP sides one and two as as individual tracks all Track one is side one, track two is side two. Then I broke them down into individual tracks. So you get you get separated tracks uh, with the jungle sounds and everything. And then I decided to go ahead and give the give the buyer the, the, the album again without the jungle tracks. If they just wanted to focus on the music. And I, I just thought, why not? You know, so I added all that extra stuff. I put the the album artwork in high res I even put CD template if someone wanted to burn their own CD they could print the uh, the booklet out already formatted um, and then I included uh, iPhone wallpapers or smartphone wallpapers and just just a few little extra things I thought would be fun but I thought of putting it because it wouldn't fit on a CD I thought well I'll put it on a flash drive I thought of well what about a DVD R or something like that no that didn't quite work so I Put it on a flash drive and I found this company that makes these beautiful carbonized bamboo flash drives in a matching uh, bamboo gift box and they laser etched any logo you want on it so I did that and nobody's done that yet uh, which I was surprised to find out uh, Sven Kirsten the guy who wrote the book of Tiki I gave uh, him a copy to to check out and he was just enthralled by the um, by by the uh, the bamboo flash drive and the and the little the little um, box that it came in, he really enjoyed that. And he and he asked me, you know, why hasn't anybody done this before? I said, I guess somebody had to be the first. But it was a gamble, you know. It was a gamble. I I, I wasn't sure that people would take to that as opposed to they've got to have it on a disc format. But so far, everybody seems to really like the flash drives. And I, the other thing too was I, I didn't distribute it out through anybody. It's all just through my website, digitiki.com. A little shameless plug there. <laughs> uh, but I, I, one of the things that I really enjoy about the Tiki community is the fact that when you go to an event, the artist that made that mug is there, uh, or the artist that did that painting or that print is there. Um, and, and, and of course, if there's music involved, it's the musicians that made that album are there and, and you can talk to them and you can hang out with them. You can get to know them. 
and it's very personal when you go to buy a, an, a piece of art or an album by the artist that is there selling it right in front of you there you know there's there, there's no weird space or curtain between you and the artist they're there you get to know it it's very personal and i kind of liked that aspect and i kind of wanted to keep that kind of small homegrown aspect about the selling of the album and so i want people to understand that when they buy the flash driver they buy the lp uh, from me they're actually it's mine i mean i'm the guy shipping it in fact if they were to dust the shipping box for prints it would all be my prints i'm the guy that packages it up and prints the label and puts it on there and you know it's a small enough operation i can do that i would love to say that i'm selling so many i have to hire somebody to do it for me but you know right now um they're selling very well uh, but i can keep up with it and i kind of like that little personal touch as well not don't get me wrong you know if capital records or universal music were to come to me and say hey we want to distribute this or you know put it on our label i'd have a hard time saying no of course um and, and, and same with small mom and pop record stores i mean if they were to contact me directly and say i want to you know i want to put four or five copies in my store you know i will i will i'll work with them on them. i actually have a really good friend of mine who has a record store in uh, in palm springs area called finders keepers records and he uh, immediately he's like i want five copies i'll put them in the store put one in the store uh he was playing it and someone bought it right like the next day so that really made me feel good but uh, yeah i mean <laughs> you know i it's it's not a question of really i had the idea that i i don't want to distribute it through anybody else's it's more like i have to you know I, I don't have a record label contract or anything like that and so i am doing it myself but we're seeing more of that nowadays you know you know we're all examples with podcasts and everything we we can um with the internet uh there's it's kind of been a little bit of a leveling you know Nowadays, you don't necessarily need a, a big record label behind you to release something that people will like and will buy and that will actually be uh, worth your time and, and lucrative enough that, you know, it's worth it. So uh, it's kind of a neat era that we're living in, too. And, and, and the other thing, the other thing is, believe it or not, this is my first solo Exotica album. You know, I did the Alika Lyman project, but that was under Alika Lyman. I was the performer and the producer of that record, but it really, it was, my name wasn't on it. And I've worked in other Exotica bands as a sideman, and I've done a lot of recording projects as a sideman for other people. But uh, it, It's really, um, it's even odd for me to think I've done so much work in music but this is my first Exotica record on my own. So I was actually very nervous bringing this out. Uh, when I when I released it at Tiki Caliente in May, uh, it was... I literally got the LPs in the day before I left for Palm Springs. And so, you know, it, I got there and they did a listening party and I was nervous beyond belief. I was like, what if people don't like it? What if, you know, what if what if what if what if and you know it, yeah it's 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 a work of art that you finished and you're just gonna set it out there for people to judge there it is and that, that's a little nerve-wracking you know 
There you go. The Hand of Sunset, the exotic sounds of Mark Riddle. Congratulations. Thank you. And let's spin a track right now on the Cocktailation. This is the title track, The Hand of Sunset, on the Cocktailation. Nation. 